Everybody, good morning. Good morning. Happy anniversary. Um, if you would, go ahead and turn to the neighbor or person next to you and in great gusto, tell them happy anniversary. And uh, for all the single adults here, if a little spark flew because you felt uh, there was a relationship developing when you said happy anniversary, come talk to me later. We'll see if we can work something out. Um, hey, let me, uh, let me go ahead and apologize uh, up front and uh, just say that I have been a, a, a blithering, crybaby, emotional bundle of, of uh, I don't know, just tears all week long. And uh, today already is no different. And um, I, I am overwhelmed. And uh, we here at Coastal, myself included, we are nothing more than trophies of God's grace. And um, it's been a great, uh, a great 25 years. Um, here's what's going to happen. I, I really, just, I'm just going to be up here for a moment, and I want to introduce uh, three speakers that are going to come, uh, one right after the other. And each one of these gentlemen um, are have been an important part of my life, and so therefore a very important part of Coastal's life. And uh, they're uh, different, and they uh, are each one of them different, but they mean something uh, uh, to me and to this church. Uh, the, we wanted to have some uh, local presence here today, and so I got uh, Josh uh, Surratt, kinda, that was our video earlier, and then uh, Todd McGorick is getting ready to come up, and Todd's a good buddy of mine. And uh, Todd is a local church planter uh, who started uh, River Church here in West Ashley, and uh, him and I uh, became good friends. And uh, our church helped uh, support their church uh, early on, and I asked if he would come. Where is Todd? He's probably running around talking to somebody, other people. So there he is right over there. Okay. Um, he's going to come and share uh, in just a moment. And, um, and then Buck Wardle is going to come and uh, share uh, this morning. And I've actually known Buck since I was 15 years old. And uh, so I've known him for about eight years now. No, okay. <laughs> no, um, I've actually known Buck for 33 years. And uh, I met him when I was going to camp. And uh, he was, a, uh, I think, an intern at a church. And uh, so he's, he is much older than I am, actually. So he'll come and share. And uh, Buck is one of those guys where I have a group of men in my life who, uh, I mean, I talk to Buck every week, and uh, basically I preach all his sermons anyway, so you've, you've met him over the years, and um, he's going to come and share. And, uh, and then finally, um, Mike Diamond is going to come and share with us uh, this morning. And Mike was my youth pastor uh, growing up, and uh, when I uh, first uh, came to know the Lord, uh, Mike Diamond is actually the person who led me to Christ. And I became my youth pastor and um, uh, my friend. And, um, you know, uh, like, a, like a father to me. You know, in, in Scripture, I would be his uh, Timothy. He is my Paul. And um, I've known him uh, since I was 14 uh, for 34 years. And uh, he means the world to me, and he's going to come and uh, kind of wrap things up uh, for us this morning. And then I'll kind of come back, and I've got some people that we want to recognize in some groups. And uh, so just uh, um, bear with us this morning. So this time I'll ask if, uh, if Todd will come on up and share with us this morning.
All right, Chris, I want to know I didn't cry over my name, buddy. <laughs> so at the end, when you're kind of, you know, naming people, I want you crying. Um, well, good morning. My name is Todd McGuirk. I pastor a church called River Church, planted it about five years ago. And I bet I met Chris probably, now dude, you don't start the crying now. See, too late. Um, I met Chris probably about five years ago, and uh, when I moved here to plant the church, I was 30 years old, and, uh, and I didn't know anybody in the city except the team that we brought with us. And the team that we brought with us, I think I may have been the oldest person on that team. So we came into this city to start a church because God had called us, and we didn't know what we were getting into and, and really still don't know what we're into. And, uh, and I think Chris recognized that this was going to get really bad, or it could be good unless he stepped in. And I remember when Chris and I first started talking, we were at uh, Seacoast Church at a leadership training meeting. Remember that, Chris? And, uh, and really from that point forward, Chris kind of just stepped in my life as one of two men in the city for me that began mentoring me and coaching me and leading me. Um, this guy has been relentless in my life, texting me, asking how my family's doing, how's the church going, what are you learning. Uh, it, it's really funny. I mean, like, as, as, a, as, a, as an adult man in this city, uh, I really consider myself also to be like a son to Chris in that world of pastoring. You have meant so much to me, buddy. I love you. And I remember when Chris asked me, he said, I wanted you to just share. And I was like, my pleasure. I knew 25 years was coming up, so I was going to be here anyways. And, uh, and I thought of two things as I've been getting maybe just ready to share something brief with you, church. And, uh, and they're two important things. The first one, and I guess this would be kind of moving forward, be, would be, and I think this is something we can do to help Chris, is uh, address a wardrobe issue, okay? <laughs> and, and I'm not playing at all. Like, this is serious. It's, it's kept me up at night. Since I've met him, this has been a problem. Uh, for some reason, and I don't understand why, but my brother wears purple and orange. No, I'm, I'm serious. That's all he wears is purple and orange. I want you to do me a favor. I'm drinking coffee this morning just thinking about and praying for my dude. And, and, and I Googled his name and pulled up an image. And I don't know what led me, except the, I guess it was the Spirit of God to just, like, give affirmation to this statement. The first three pictures were Chris, and in all three of those pictures was orange, purple, and orange. <laughs> Guys, that's a, that's a big problem. You know what I'm saying? We live in Charleston. I mean, it could be worse. You could be wearing bow ties and short shorts and, and plaid. But, but it's second worse. He's wearing pink, purple, and, and orange. And there's only two people that wear orange and purple. Prisoners and princesses. <laughs> and my brother is not one of those. Am I right on the? So we, church, kind of going forward, I know he's invested a lot in you guys. From this point forward, you need to invest in wardrobe. And I've got a suggestion. Just pulling it out on top. I don't, these, two, these two colors came to my mind. Let's go with black and garnet. What do you think about that? All right. 
Problem solved. Here's the second thing. And, and this, is, this, is, this is less serious, but as serious. Uh, the word faithful came on my mind. Faithful. Man, in a day and time where, where leaders uh, in churches are probably bombarded with more things than they ever have been before, and they're the kind of the center of the crosshairs for the evil one, pastor after pastor has fallen, Pastor after pastor has fatigued and stepped down from the ministry. 25 years, he started this church and has pastored this church. The word faithful comes to my mind. He's been faithful to his wife. He has been faithful to raising amazing children. He's been faithful to the call of God in his life. He's been faithful to stay in this and continue ministering and loving and serving this church. And I'm like looking back, and I think last week was your largest numbers you've ever had attend before. And church, if there's anything from this point forward you can learn from him and watch him as he follows Jesus and apply things to your life, one of those words is faithful. It is perhaps the most difficult word to implement in your life. But I'll say this, that the fruit of God's ministry through this family has a lot to do with the word faithfulness. And Coastal Community Church, I really believe this. You have one of the most faithful men of God I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Buddy, I love you. I'm thankful for you, all right? And thank you for investing my family. Can I just pray for you guys? I know we're going to be praying a lot probably this morning. Let me get mine in real quick. God in heaven, I just love you. We love you, Jesus. And Lord, you knew that this man, that when you called him, he would be faithful to the call in his life. And we are sitting here this morning as witnesses of your faithfulness as he has been faithful. Jesus, people have been born again. People have grown in maturity with you, Christ Jesus, who have learned to live on mission and make disciples of all nations. It started with one family and it's influencing hundreds and thousands across this city. And we are just so thankful thankful to be a part of this family's life, thankful for the leadership of Chris Rollins. Jesus, we love you. Ask great blessings on the years to come. And as my brother said, 25 plus more years. And we're just so thankful for the impact he's had on the Church of Charleston and beyond. So God, I just pray that you reign and shower blessings in the day to come. We love you, Jesus. Amen. My name is Buck Wardle, and I am a pastor in Martinsville, Virginia, and a friend to Chris. As Chris said, we have known each other 33 years. I thought you were 14. 14, 15. I am uh, about five years older than he is, so I was. we were both teenagers when we met. And uh, I was a uh, summer intern in Monk's Corner, and we met at Camp Edisto. Yep. And we have been friends ever since. In fact, uh, it was 1982, I believe, and a friendship was forged that would become one of the most significant and one of the greatest blessings in my life, second only to my family. And so I'm up here, Coastal, to, to bottom line it. Bottom line, today, the reason I'm here is I love your pastor. 
I really, really love your pastor. He is a brother, he is a friend, he is a colleague, he is an encourager. Uh, when you guys first came to Charleston, we really connected. We ended up going to the same undergraduate school, but I am five years ahead of him, and so uh, we, knew, we knew one another really, really well uh, in the Camp Edisto years, and then we kind of stayed in touch a little bit, but when you guys planted here at Coastal, our friendship just renewed and really, really took off, and I was thinking about how in the early days we would call, and uh, not that I was a whole lot ahead of you, just five years but bouncing ideas off one another, and uh, God gave me the opportunity to be kind of a mentor in your life, but after 25 years, I want you to know that you have become my mentor in ways that just boggle my mind. I really, really do love you, brother, so very, very, very much, and I couldn't be any more proud. I couldn't be any more thankful. I couldn't be any more excited just at all of the amazing things that God has done through you and your wife and your family and this incredible church to touch lives for Jesus Christ. It's just been amazing. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. In praying about what to share today as well, um, God brought two, two passages of Scripture to mind. And these two passages of Scripture, in my mind, kind of just sum up the last 25 years. The first one's found in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 6, one of my favorite verses. It simply says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. And just to give you a little bit of the backstory there, they were arguing over these secondary trivial issues. And how many of you realize that churches got, get hijacked today? when it comes to the mission of Christ, over trivial secondary issues. It still happens today. And so the Apostle Paul has to say, in Christ Jesus, none of these secondary issues have any value. Here comes the key verse. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And that is your pastor, and that is your pastor's wife in a nutshell. The last 25 years have been about the two of you because you love Jesus and you love these people laying down your life, having your faith expressed through love. Um, these, these guys are the most generous people that my wife and I know, and I really, really mean that. They are givers. They are sacrificial. They, they have hearts way bigger than Charleston. They have so much love to share. We love coming down here. We feel welcomed in their home. Chris is right. Not a week goes by that he and I are not on the phone encouraging one another, uh, mocking one another, uh, praying with one another. I, as I look out and see like 500-plus people today, most I, I, there are some that it was so good to run up and, and be able to talk to some of you guys. Most of you I've never met before, but I feel like I know you because of just how excited your pastor is when we get to talk and he gets to tell me about all that God is doing here in this church and in your lives. So to God be the glory, just to God be the glory. And I thank the Lord for the amazing servants that these two guys are. Again, having a precious faith in Jesus that just have spent 25 years expressing itself through love. 
the other passage that God laid on my heart was a passage in the book of Romans, the very end of chapter 11. If you've ever studied the book of Romans, you know that it's a really deep doctrinal book. And the first 11 verses, I mean, the first 11 chapters, the Apostle Paul's just laying out a deep, deep theology of salvation. And he gets to the very end of that, and he's getting ready to start the application section of the book. But before he does, he breaks into this amazing doxology at the end of Romans chapter 11, and this is what he writes. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor and who has ever given to God that God should repay him? And then here's the key verse. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. And what Paul is basically reminding us is that everything, everything is going to eventually resolve itself to the glory of God. And the most significant thing that I could say about your pastor and his wife and his two wonderful children, that's their motivation. You realize that, right? Everything they do, it's not about Pastor Chris. It's it's not about building a name even for Coastal Community Church. As amazing as this church is, his heart is all about bringing glory to Jesus, seeing people meet Jesus, seeing the ones that have met Jesus grow up in Jesus, and then seeing all of them do everything to the glory of Jesus. Amen? It really is. I love you, my friend. Father, I too just feel led to thank you so very much for the amazing fruit that has come out of the gifts and the call that you have placed on my brother's life, my friend's life. I thank you for Pastor Chris and Janet and Lydia and Christopher and just the the incredible example that they have been to so many in this city and beyond certainly the example that they have been and the friends that they have been to my wife, Laurie, and myself. Thank you for what you're doing in this incredible church. Father, there's not a person here that doesn't believe with all of our heart that the best is yet to come. We love you so much, Lord. We love our brother so much. May your hand of blessing and favor and provision continue to be upon them. Is there a conduit to your grace and your glory? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, first of all, I have to say, wow. Isn't this incredible? Isn't it incredible? How, how many of you know that none of us could be here, none of this could happen without our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Would you give him praise, give him honor? Would you give him glory today? Get on your feet. Let him know that you are appreciative of what he has done for you. Now, I'd like to share some things. First of all, I'd like to share with you that 
I knew Chris Rollins when he had flowing hair. He had blonde, flowing hair that he used to throw back like this all the time. I also want you to know that uh, when I met, first met Chris, I met him in a vacation Bible school. I must be honest with you, I'll probably be a little emotional today. Because in the early 80s, God put me in a youth ministry and he put me there and particularly a young man stood out. He came to vacation Bible school, then he went to Camp Edisto. And some of you here at Coastal maybe have heard the story, but I must share it with some of you. In a rusty camp, in a cabin, damp, no air conditioning, a young man looked at me and said, Mike, Where's my father? Probably the most difficult question had ever been asked to me. Where was Chris' father? Chris' father had passed away prior to the camp. And I said this, and I will tell you, I take no credit for this. But my Lord and Savior placed on my heart to say this. Chris, I don't know where your dad is. But wherever he is, he would want you to be a Christian. And Chris Rollins that day gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he started to inspire for the ministry man I was so excited about that you gotta know Chris is like my son and he inspired for the ministry and uh, I was really concerned about that because uh, I don't know if David Price is in here is David Price in here is he in here somewhere there he is okay David Price I, I must tell you I took David Price and Chris Rollins and a bunch of teenagers to Six Flags over Georgia. And I was just walking by myself in Six Flags. And uh, please, none of you young people do this to your youth minister here, okay? But uh, I'm walking through Six Flags, and David Price and Chris Rollins, Rollins are running up and down Six Flags, acting like monkeys and jumping up and down and going, ooh, 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 ooh. And, and then they're coming up to me and holding my hand and uh, acting like I'm their trainer and everything. <laughs> now, I must confess to you, I shared that story the other day with David and Chris. They both denied it. But it is the truth. (laughs) 
as I look across all you people, I know that Chris and Janet, and let's also mention Lydia, Christopher. And let me just stop just a minute. We know Chris's passion for the Lord, Janet's passion. But Christopher has a passion for the Lord. Lydia has a passion for the Lord. You know that Chris is not only a tremendous pastor, but he's a tremendous father to impart into his children the love of Jesus Christ. And I must be honest with you. I never understood what Janet saw in Chris. I hope Janet will forgive me, but she was an older woman at that time. And I thought she was a little smarter than that. But she wasn't. No. People of Coastal, behind every great pastor is a great pastor's wife. Janet has cried many a tear. She's encouraged a many a time. She has worked hard alongside Chris that you would know Jesus Christ and your family would know Jesus Christ more and more each day. I want to tell you, you could not have a best, best pastor and family as you do the Rollins family. And this morning, I think it would be appropriate for you to stand on your feet and let, you, let them know by your love, by showing them, by giving them a hand of thanks for all the years of 25 years that they have spent here at Coastal and given their heart and life for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. Give me two more minutes. Let me say this. Folks, the Lord's coming again. He's coming again. And I feel so blessed to have Chris and Janet and Lydia, Christopher in my life. Just like you, I have been through some difficult times. And Chris Rollins has been there through all of those difficult times. I'm going to shut up, Chris. But I want to say to you today, 
the student has outdone the teacher. And the teacher is now learning from the student. I love you, Chris Rollins. And I pray that the Lord will continue to bless this church for another 25 years. And by the way, you don't look a day over 24, okay? <laughs> so would you join me in prayer as I close today? Father, thank you. Thank you for being like Chris Rollins. As our brother said today, the best word we can give is the word faithful. Lord, I thank you that the, the early 80s, you brought a young man into my life that I have never been ashamed of. And I've always just been amazed about what you have done through him, Father. Father, let, thank you for allowing me to share with the people of Coastal in this wonderful day. Father, you are a great God. You have done mighty things on this campus, and you're going to do even more mighty things. So, Lord, I'd like to just share something that we share at Victor Christian Church each day. Lord, you're going to do some mighty things today, and I want to be a part of it. And I know the people of Coastal want to be a part of it. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to be what you want me to be. I love Jesus, and Jesus is my life because there's victory in Jesus. God bless the Rollins family and the ministry of Coastal Community. In Jesus' name, amen. I am. I'm a big ball of goo here this morning. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, thank you, Mike and Buck and Todd. And uh, again, anything that they, I am who I am because of these men and their influence in my life. And um, together we are nothing but trophies of the grace of God. And um, I do want to recognize several groups of people here today, and I think, just think it's important on our 25th anniversary that we do this. Um, if you are here today and you were a part, you know, uh, our first Sunday was Easter Sunday, April 15th, tax day, um, 1990, and uh, we met downtown at the old exchange building. 
And if you are here today and you are, uh, if you were a part of that first year, we'll just say the first year at Coastal at the Old Exchange Building, will you please stand so we can uh, recognize you and we can give you a round of applause. I know there's a few more people. Um, you know, the first uh, 14 years of our church, we were portable. Uh, we set up and broke down every Sunday uh, for 14 years. After that first year at the old exchange building, we moved uh, to Ashley Hall School. One of the main reasons why we moved uh, was because, like, like now, we had a lot of babies born back then, and um, we had to uh, find a new location. And then for a lot of years, we met... Uh, downtown at Ashley Hall Girls School. And so if you are here this morning, and maybe that's kind of your uh, generation, your legacy here at Coastal, and you are a part of uh, our worship at Ashley Hall School, will you stand up, please? Those of you who are here from way back when. Okay. Woo! Um, And then there are a lot of people here today uh, who have, I mean, I don't know how to say it other than you've just been a part of Coastal at some point, some season of your life, and uh, you've come back today to celebrate with us. Will you please stand? You're part, there we go, come on. Um, you know, no matter uh, when or how long you have been a part of Coastal Community Church, it really is my prayer, and I thank you so much for coming back today to celebrate with us. Um, it, it really is my prayer that one of the things that you have taken with you wherever, you, wherever you're at now is uh, a greater love for the Lord, a greater love for the church, and a deep desire to reach people for Christ. Yes, and, and I hope that's been a part of our, our legacy here. There are several individuals that... Um, uh, that I want to recognize now. There's some there's some folks here today that I didn't some of I didn't know who are coming who, who are here from out of town who drove here uh, to be at Coastal Community Church and uh, and some I knew I thought some were coming and several others just shocked me and surprised me and came. So if you drove from out of town today and you're here, will you please stand? I know I saw the Campbell. Come on, Campbell family and Lisa and Hugh and there we go. Thank you. And um, I, I want to say that uh, Holly Campbell and, and uh, the Jay and Judy Campbell, their family, are here today. And uh, again, they were another family from uh, my past. And uh, when I was a high school student, I would kind of consider them another one of my adopted uh, families, or they adopted me. And, um, and over the years, you don't know them, but they have prayed for me and prayed for this church. And uh, their daughter, Holly, uh, was a College of Charleston student. It was one of our first babysitters in our life group. And uh, so she came way back when, and uh, they're here today, and I I really appreciate it. Um, And then there are a few people who have been here from the very beginning, and um, and even before the beginning, at the beginning, and have been here the whole time. And there's really just two different people that I want to recognize right now. One is... Uh, my mom, and uh, now my mom will stand up. Now, she pretty much had to be here because she's my mom, but 
No, she could have left a long time ago, but uh, uh, she she stuck it out. And um, no, seriously, um, I I what little bit of a servant's heart I happen to have, I have because of my mom, and um, I appreciate her heart uh, to serve the Lord and to serve others. And um, she's been a faithful. Uh, I mean, could you imagine being the pastor of your mom at your church? I mean, God, it's, it, it could be a little, you know, mom, a little hard sometimes, you know. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it's been great, and um, we've been through a lot together, and I, and I love her. Um, and then, but okay, so she's my mom, but there really is there's one family that I, I feel like I just need to recognize today who have been a part of our church before we ever got started. In fact, I would. I would come to Charleston and do some kind of pre-work you know, work before the, we began the church and, and met with them and talked about the starting of our church. And then they were here at the very first Sunday and have, and have been here ever since. And um, that's the Spell family, Ricky and Teresa Spell. And so that's just those guys. You guys stand up. You guys stand up. You guys stand up. And your kids can stand up, too. Stand up, stand up, stand up. They have, uh, they, they have been faithful as well and been here through uh, thick and thin and, and uh, through everything, and I can't thank you guys enough. Um, and then, you know, this kind of dawned on me today, and I, just, and I don't know if he's here either. Is C.W. here? C.W., C.W. Moore? Not here today? Okay, I was hoping he'd be here. Um, he invited me to church. And uh, he's a part of our church here at Coastal, and I wanted to recognize him. Where's he at? Where? In the Corvette, right there. There he is. There he goes. Okay. That's CW. That's CW right there. Okay. He's going to park somewhere. Okay, there we go. We planned that. We really did. Corvette. Yeah, good. Okay, um, I, I and several people have said some things, and I wanna, um, I want my, I want my kids to stand up. There's Lydia, and where's Christopher? He's probably there. He is way back there in the back with the band, the cool, the cool kids in the back with the band. Uh, stand up, Lydia, just for a second. There's Christopher back there. Um, uh, you can sit down. Um, <laughs> I love you. And I'm very proud of you. And um, I'm proud that my kids are not the stereotypical pastor kids. <laughs> um, there's nothing stereotypical about our family, by the way, and um, nothing PC about our family. But um, I'm very proud that... 25 years have gone and you love the Lord and you love the church and you'll go and do great things and you still love the Lord you still love the church and um, I need my wife to stand I love you, Jim. (laughs) 
Um, my wife is the most wonderful, beautiful, faithful, smart, funny, kind, sexy. <laughs> um, if, if there's anybody that I, I want to spend time with and do life with, it is my wife. And I made a commitment when we started this church that this church would not be my mistress. And my family is my, my priority. My wife is my priority. And, um, and if anybody was going to get saved, if anybody was going to come to know the Lord, it was going to be Lydia and Christopher. And I remember when they both gave their life to Christ, Janet said, well, we're done. That's it. It's over. I said, well, I got, we got some more work to do, honey. You know? um, anyway, I love you, sweetie. We, you know, I love you. Um, it's been a great 25 years. It has been the adventure of a lifetime. And uh, I want to thank all of you. All of you. The history of this church... Is it, it really is not about me, and it's not about buildings, it's not about locations. It, it never, ever has been. It is about you and your story. You are the history of our church. And it's about, it's about how God has used Coastal to change lives and introduce people to Jesus. You know, 25 years ago, we, the, kind of the theme verse of our church has been and always will be, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Coastal, we don't just go to church, we what? We are the church. We are the church, and we're on a mission. And Mike is right, Jesus is coming back, time is short, there is a sense of urgency to us. And it's been, it's been a great, great 25 years, but... Uh, I am nothing and you are nothing more than trophies of God's grace. Amen. And, you know, if, if I am an example of anything, it is that God uses the weak to shame the strong. And he uses the foolish to shame the wise. And that he will use ordinary, ordinary people to do something extraordinary. And, and I've just happened to be a part of it. And together we've been a part of it. And then there's a, there's a few little lessons I want to leave with, with you today. Because you're here today. Many of you are, have come back. Uh, many of you are here because, you know, Coastal Now is a part of your family and, and, and your home. And, uh, and then some of you are brand new because you're still believing. You're just here kind of checking us out and kicking the tires. And a friend invited you or you got a postcard in the mail I want you to hear this loud and clear today. God has a plan for your life. And he loves you. And you matter to God more than you think you do. And if you're, if you're not dead, he's not done. That's right. If you're still breathing, he has a plan for your life. And I don't care. You might feel ashamed you might feel less than. You might feel like there has been something in your past that disqualifies you from ever being used by God in a mighty way. You are not here by accident today. God has been drawing you to himself. 
And he wanted you to be here today. He wanted you to hear this loud and clear. He loves you, and he has a plan for your life. He loves you. The second lesson I want you to hear loud and clear today is this. Don't give up. Hang in there. You know, we're in the, we're in the beginning of this series um, that we started last week, Love Can. Last week we talked about how love can change the world one life at a time. Today, really, I guess the theme is love can persevere. Love is faithful. It doesn't give up. You know, hang in there. Don't quit. You know, I, I think about that, and I think, you know, what if? I mean, because, you know, to be brutally honest with you, there, there have been times where it's been difficult. And it's been hard. And some of you were a part of those early years, and even though as wonderful and great, and, and we changed a lot of lives to reach a lot of people. There were times when it was hard. You know, it's, it's hard setting up and breaking down every Sunday for 14 years. I used to pray to God, please don't let there be chairs in heaven because <laughs> I'm tired of moving them, you know, no more. Um, I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but you might be just one decision away. One day away, one week, one from a miracle. From a miracle. You know, hang in there. Don't give up. Maybe you need to hear that today in your marriage. Hang in there. Real love is deciding to treat someone a certain way and to serve and to give regardless of how you feel. And regardless of how people respond, be faithful. Don't give up. You know, about, about seven years ago, it was as if I just had a, an awakening, a renewal, a new sense of passion about what we were doing and what God had called us to do. And I just felt like God had always intended our church to grow. But if it never did, it was okay because I was going to be faithful. We were going to keep doing what we were doing. But I just felt like God's hand of favor was going to rest on us, and it was time to do something great, pull out all the stops, reach people for Jesus. And in like last six, seven years, our church has quadrupled. We basically had been a church of about 100 people for 18 years. Last Sunday, we had 774 people at church. Um, now, what if, what if, about, you know, I don't know, five years ago, we just gave up. You know, stand up this morning if you've come to Coastal now, if you're a part of Coastal now, just in the last five years, stand up. What if we quit? What if we had stopped? You know, we say this regularly around here. You know, what, you know what basically we're telling the rest of the world? What are we telling them? They can go to hell. That will not happen under my watch. There are people here in this city, in your life and in my life, who need Jesus. And we're not going to stop until Jesus returns where he calls us home. I would tell you, hang in there. Don't give up. Whatever God has started in your life, 
He will finish. And then I would just want to close with this. God is not finished with us yet. The best really is yet to come. Um, you know, it's the joke around my house, and I, I know this sounds really, really morbid, and I apologize to you, but I don't care. Um, I, in my head, I picture myself doing everybody's funeral, like everybody, because... Because, like, I'm going to live forever, you know, like, and I'm just going to keep on going. I'm going to be like the, the Dick Clark of pastors. I'm going to, like, uh, you know, never age and just keep living. And, um, and I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I do know this. I just, you know, 25 years, when I think about that, I think about a 25-year-old. You know, my daughter is getting ready to be 24, and I just think, man, she's just, like, making decisions and just coming on into her own. And I think about other young adults that I know, they're 24, 25, and, and I think, man, that's, that's us. We're, we are just beginning. We are just getting started. Everybody look right over there. You see that cleared uh, field over there? Um, that's going to be our new building. And uh, yay, that's good. Thank for that. And... Uh, you know, Eddie and Ricky promised me we will be in it in the fall, and then we'll have to we'll stop renting all these tents for a little bit of a time. But um, you know, it's going to seat like five, six hundred people. And people ask me, "Oh, Pastor Chris, you, you, we're going to go to one service, right?" I'm going, "Are you kidding me? We are not going to go to one service. We're going to start with two really quickly. We're going to be at three. We're going to fill those, and we're going to keep filling them, and then we're going to figure out what to do next." Um, Because the best really is yet to come. And uh, it, I just, I want to close today, but just telling you I love you. And it has been an honor, um, a humble, humble privilege and an honor to do the thing that I feel called to do, that I love to do, that I get to do. And I get to do it with such beautiful, wonderful people like you guys. To, to call a place my home and really mean it, and my family, and have people that I've done life with. Every day I'm meeting new people. We're doing life together, and we're making a difference here in the city, and people are coming to know Jesus through Coastal, and that we get to do that and be a part of that is the greatest adventure. Now, I want to close with this. I know there are people in this room right now who need to come home to God. And um, every Sunday, God draws people here who are, who are seeking Him. And I want to tell you, you're, you're in a, a safe place to hear a dangerous message. Because God loves you, and He wants to get a hold of your life, and He wants to change it for good. Listen, you need a Savior. And His name is Jesus. And the reason we all need a Savior is because we are sinners saved by grace. And, you know, don't get hung up on those words or those terms. All that really means is God is holy, He is perfect, and we are not. And there's got to be, somehow we've got to be able to come into God's presence. Somehow we've got to be able to have a relationship with Him. And it only comes through Jesus. That's what we celebrated, you know, as, as a world last week on Easter. But we celebrate that every Sunday, every day. 
You know, Jesus has come into this world. He provided uh, a sacrifice for our sin, and he wants you to have a relationship with his Father. And what it requires is you turning away from your, your selfish pattern, turning away from your sin, turning away from where you've been headed, and just turn toward God. And regardless of what you've been told, it's just one step. He's right there waiting on you with open arms for you to come home. What better day than today, right here, right now, to come home to God and to begin a brand new life? That's Jesus Christ to, to become your Savior and to be your Lord, to turn your back on your rebellion or religion, by the way, because religion doesn't save you either. It's a relationship with God, and you can have that today. Why not come home to him? He, he is waiting with open arms, running towards you, and he wants you to come home. Man, that's what this church is about. That's what we've been doing for 25 years, and we will continue to do it. I, I want to pray, and uh, after I pray, we're, gonna, we're actually going to lead into communion. We're going to take communion together today. But maybe you're here today, and you have a next step. You know, maybe for some of you it is to come home and to come to faith today, to put your trust in Jesus and in Him alone. But for some of you, maybe your next step is you've kind of wandered away from God for a while and, and you need to come back to Him. Maybe your next step is that you've wandered away from His bride, the church, and you need to get reconnected to a family, to a church home. Maybe that's your next step. Everybody's got one. Everybody has a spiritual next step. What's yours today? Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for all the, all the memories, all the, the wonderful things. God, I thank you for the struggle, for the difficulties. It has made us stronger. It has made us who we are today. I thank you for all the people who are here today, those who have come home. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my wife, my children. God, I thank you for, uh, uh, for Mike, for Buck, for Todd, for Josh, and so many others, God, who have had an impact in my life. We all together are nothing more than trophies of your wonderful, amazing grace. And Father, I believe there are people here today right now. There's a man, there's a woman who is ready to come home, who is ready to come to faith, who is ready to put their trust and their hope in Jesus. They're ready to turn from their, their sin and turn toward Christ, their Savior. They want to be made brand new. They want forgiveness. They want the hope of heaven for all eternity. Listen, if that's where you're at today, it is as, you know, there's no sinner's prayer in the Bible. God just wants to hear your heart. He wants you to express it to him right here and now. And you can do that right now in a prayer. Just pray something like this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, today I want to come home. Today I want to begin a brand new life. Today I recognize that my sin put your son, Jesus, on that cross. But your love and your power were too great. And he overcame death and sin. And he rose from the dead. And he is alive. And I believe that. And today I put my trust and my faith in him and him alone. And for the rest of my days, God, I just want to follow Jesus. 
I want to become more and more like you now see me today, forgiven, brand new, clean. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. May Coastal continue to be the church that you have called us to be. May we march forward together. May we lock arms. May we beat down the very gates of hell and rescue people one life at a time. Thank you, Father, for the adventure of a lifetime and beyond. And we look forward to the best that is yet to come. And we pray this together in the beautiful, wonderful name of Jesus and in the power and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.